Katie, how are you doing today? Good. Thanks, Brenda. Thanks for having me. Katie, um, I just would love to hear a little bit more from you. Maybe you can just give a little bit more of an intro for everyone, who you are, kind of like what you do, how you support your clients. Well, first of all, I just want to say, Brenda, I love that I love the ethos that you're bringing to this summit. And um, I couldn't agree more that, you know, we want things to feel aligned. We want things to feel easy, but sometimes you do have to put that work in. And so speaking, you know, just looking forward at what we're going to talk about with regard to sales pages, like, yeah, writing a sales page can be tough. Um, It can really require you to get clear on your offer and exactly who you're talking to and to really dig deep to, you know, speak to from your heart to the heart of your reader. But once you've done that, it is really such a powerful tool in your business. Like I said, you're messaging North Star. And, um, you know, as we talked about cutting cutting the time it takes to write your launch emails in half, that's a big payoff. Um, but you get that if you, you know, take the time to really put in the work up front. Um, so yeah, for anybody who doesn't know me, um, as Brenda said, I'm a conversion copywriter and sales funnel strategist, and I'm really passionate about helping people get the biggest possible impact from the work they're already doing. And so that's one of the things I love about copy and messaging and helping business owners get better copy and messaging is that, you know, if you already have an audience and you already have a powerful offer, having more effective copy and messaging is really, you know, like can take a a 3% conversion rate and turn it into a five or can take a 10% webinar show up rate and turn that into a 50% show up rate. And those are tweaks that can take that, you know, they don't require you to add any more tasks to your plate. You're just getting more payoff from right. the stuff that you were already doing before. Okay. So we're going to dive into that. And I know that people are going to be excited to engage with you. Um, we'll make sure that everyone knows like where to find you, all that, all that wonderful stuff. Cause people obviously have questions from today's session, but I have a question for you. I've got a couple just to kind of, you know, just to like dig deeper into kind of like who you are and how you got into your business and, and just understanding all of, all of that, because not only are people here this week to learn about all these great tips and guides and advices on, you know, how to get more aligned uh, in their life and in their business. Um, but also hearing from other entrepreneurs about how they did it and how they got their start with it. Right. We need that inspiration too. So I'm curious about what's, um, what's your favorite way to grow your email list? Would you say it's like sales pages? Is that your favorite way or is there something else? Oh, my favorite way to grow my email list, I would say is hundred percent appearing in other people's groups, um, being a guest expert in other people's communities or collaborating, you know, doing collaborations like this. Mm-hmm. But I would say really when it comes to the 80, 20 rule, um, the biggest payoff I've seen, especially in terms of building my list with people who then go on to work with me has come from collaborating with other entrepreneurs and, and having the opportunity to showcase my expertise within their communities. Amazing. Amazing. What's the warning sign you'd give your newbie self if you were to go back? Ooh, I would say um, I spent so much time having to or trying to have like the perfect offers before I had any audience at all. And so I would go back and say, um, you know, it doesn't matter at like, 
I would just spend less time fiddling and tweaking and more time having conversations and getting in front of people and responding to what they were looking for and asking than trying to come up with it on my own. Like trying to come up with the perfect offer that everyone's just going to like come to. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You can always add things on or change things. I've like learned that myself too. Like I spent all this time building out this like offer suite, bells, whistles. And then I'm like, okay, where's everybody? <laughs> yeah. And especially because I was really trying to dial in like a productized service early on. Mm -hmm. And what I now tell the business owners that I work with is like, if you're unclear, you know, have a CTA for people to book a call with you rather than trying to like outline the exact package you're going to sell them because it allows you to improvise a bit more on the fly based on what they say they need. Whereas I was just, yeah, I was just coming up with these really complicated packages that nobody, nobody had asked me for. Nobody really, really wanted. And I, I think I lost a lot of time that way. Got it. Okay. Good advice. And what's your favorite automation tool that you use in your business today that like you would like never think of like getting rid of? Um, I, well, I love Loom. I mean, the one that I've historically used the most mm -hmm. has definitely been Loom. Um, I don't know if that counts as automations, but I guess it's a, you know, something I don't have to be there for. I use it with my assistant a lot. I use it with right. my students and I use it for copy reviews, but I'm just, um, getting started with many chat. And that's been really interesting because, mm -hmm. you know, calls to action have always been so critical, but ManyChat as a tool really helps you have more effective calls to action um, on Instagram so that, you know, your freebies and your content is being shared without you having to be active in the DMs. Yeah, I love that. You don't have to necessarily, like that whole idea about like you can make money in your sleep. Well, now you can in that sense because you don't necessarily need to be, you know, responding in the DMs during your waking hours or feeling like you have to respond on a Friday night at nine o'clock when someone texts you. Yeah, absolutely. And especially as somebody who's such a proponent of email marketing, ManyChat is like the missing link between Instagram and email that I think we've been missing for a really long time. It right. makes it way easier to move follow move somebody from just a follower to an email subscriber without asking them to leave Instagram. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, may, it feels like safer for them, right? To just like hop over from one to the other because it's like this seamless... Seamless system. Yeah, I do think that ManyChat is going to be like a game changer for sure for a lot of people. That's awesome. So talk to us. You're here today to tell us about sales pages and how like we can make this amazing sales page and it's going to cut our email marketing time in half um, or generating those emails in our launches. So I'm going to let you take it away. And then I know I'm going to have tons of questions. So <laughs> absolutely. So um, I would say, you know, my my Topic is definitely twofold in that if you want to use your sales page as your messaging North Star, you need to start that process by treating your sales page as the valuable asset that it is and putting that work into it to, to make sure that it does um, cover the bases that you want it to. So, you know, I believe that your sales page is like we talked about in terms of automation, like your sales page is your 24 seven, like never goes offline um, salesperson. And if somebody comes across your content at three o'clock in the morning and scrolls down that sales page, you know, it should be able to sell them on your offer without you doing a thing. Um, and really when you treat your sales page with, um, 
I feel like sales page is like a person I'm trying to get respect for. Yeah, like, maybe we need to make it like that. Yeah. yeah, when you when you treat your sales page with the respect that it deserves, then it does so much for you in return. And it really, you know, if you are guiding your reader through the various stages of awareness, if you are following um, the framework that um, that I recommend my clients follow. Um, it's a framework I developed called the RCA framework, which stands for reflect, connect, and activate. Um, and if you follow that framework and you're moving people through those stages of awareness, that framework parallels the stages that will, people will go through um, in your launch messaging. So I talk more about this um, in detail. And if you're a visual person, you might benefit from the, um, the my sales page power hour workshop, um, which is my freebie for the for this event. But ultimately, it's about be, the ability to use your sales page to cut those launch emails in half is about seeing how your sales page takes people on a journey in the same way that your messaging during your launch does just that when you're dripping those emails out over the course of your you know, week or 10 day launch period, um, you're, you know, you're dripping those out over time versus having all of that available in one go. Got it. Okay. So I have some questions. So reflect, connect, activate RCA. I think of like RCA records, right? With a little <laughs> dog like spinning around when I used to have a record player as a kid, if anyone remembers those days. Um, so reflect, how would someone like, how is that important when you're building out your sales page? Yeah. So, you know, typically I think people are often familiar with the like PAS sales page framework. Mm -hmm. So problem agitation solution, but that can feel quite alienating and negative to people because of the big focus on, you know, the problem and the agitation um, before yeah. you get to the solution. But what I've often seen people do you know, instead of PAS is having these really offer centric sales pages that just go straight to the offer, spend a lot of time talking about the offer, the deep, you know, how many calls you get, how many pages in the workbook, like how many hours of video you're going to watch um, without really connecting and, and helping your reader feel emotionally invested in what the offer is. So the RCA framework is, um, you know, looking at PAS from a different lens, how do you reflect your reader's world back to them to show them that you understand the problem that they need solved or, you know, the desire that they're working towards um, or that they aspire to? Connect is about connecting with their motivations for change. So let's say you have this desire to, you know, leave your corporate job and become an online business owner. In the reflect stage, you're going to you know, reflect that desire back to them, um, what it might look like. Maybe you're sitting at your desk, staring at the window, like seeing all these people living their lives and thinking, what am I doing, wasting my my okay. one precious life in this, in this corner office or something. In the connect stage, that's where you're connecting to their motivation. So what does, what does not having that desire, how does that impact their life? What are like, they missing okay. out on? You know, what are, what are the right. stakes of, of having that desire unfulfilled? So really, mm -hmm. but like you have this desire, let's connect to the things that are going to motivate you to want to move into action. And that's when you come to activate, which is the first place where you're going to introduce your offer. And in the activate um, section, you really want to, you know, introduce your solution 
Um, and act, when I say activate, it's activate their desire to buy or their desire to act. So right. how can you, um, you know, emphasize the benefits and really make it feel safe for people to make the leap into, you know, whatever program or, or container you're offering. So, um, you know, emphasizing your own credibility, showcasing mm -hmm. social proof, making sure they have all of their questions answered um, so that there's no like confusion or fuzziness around, you know, am I going to get scammed? Is she going to run off with my money? Um, you really right. want to, to make it feel as frictionless as possible to, to make that next step. Okay. I have like, more questions to dig in there. So I love the connect piece because to me, that's again, like you mentioned earlier, the typical um, sales page format is to like address the problem right off the bat and create that agitation, almost like, you know, stir up something that people have like done brilliantly to suppress. And now like you're bringing it to the surface and that can feel like annoying or frustrating. And now you're like the solution, like the saving grace. But what it sounds like to me more is like, Hey, like, let's connect on a real level. Like, I may have gone through this struggle. Have you gone through this struggle? Um, this is what it could feel like if you didn't have this anymore. What do you like, you know, so it's like creating that connection, almost like two friends talking on a Saturday morning over coffee about these are some things that are going on in our life and what we could do about it versus you've done something wrong and I'm the solution. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really well said that it's not, I mean, what I strive for in all the copy I write is really that like frank good friend tone of you know um I'm not gonna bullshit you but I'm not gonna sugarcoat it either like this is if you know if you want this if if what you desire is different from your current reality then yes you are gonna have to make a change but that's not um you know yeah I'm not a guru I don't have a foolproof system where you just sit back and don't do anything and you suddenly have a million dollars. Um, but you're connecting with people on a human level and connecting with their real lived experience. I think that's so important right now. This is just an opinion and, and other listeners may have different opinions about this too, but it's that differentiator between your brand being like a corporate brand where you're just sort of selling your services or your product to a um, personal brand where you're actually like deeply connecting with people on a, like a real human level and, you know, obviously wanting to make a, an impact with people, not just necessarily get a buck from them. Right. Not just yeah. necessarily, I mean, like, obviously we're in business, we want to generate revenue. I'm also not going to recommend that we like, you know, do anything that isn't helping us generate revenue and make us like live profitable lives. Um, but at the same time, it's not like, that's not like sort of leading us down that path. Right. It's like, it's building that sort of sense of community with people too. Absolutely. Okay. So, and then like you have this, like you talked about it. I've like read this before with some of your content about like the long sales page and that people shouldn't be afraid of that. Um, what's your stance on that? Because I, I've got seen it go other ways where you're right. Like sometimes people are just like, here's my product, here's my offer, boom, you know, call to action, click here, buy now. Versus there's some that are just like so long, like, you know, you talked about social proof and it's like, it's great. You've got like 40 customers that you've worked with and here's all like their, um, you know, text messages or testimonials or videos that you've got up. But when is like too much, too much? Or like, what, what is that? Like, when should you break it off? When should you say, you know what, let's, let's get on a call and just talk if you, if you can't get what you need from the sales page. 
Yeah, I really see it as, um, so do I believe in like copy for copy's sake on your sales page? Absolutely not. But, um, and I think maybe this is the, the reel that you're referencing, but I had one that was like, if you haven't, if you haven't said everything your client or customer needs to know in order to feel, to make a safe and empowered decision, then your sales page is not too long. So, you know, will you sometimes have a sales page that points to like a book a call button? Absolutely. And there's a strategy for doing that. But ideally, in my opinion, your sales page itself should give people the information that they need to know whether your offer is for them or not. And, you know, ultimately you want it to, you don't want them to be left with any confusion or doubt that it is, you know, that they're the person the offer is for, that they will be able to get results, that you are a trustworthy person to provide the solution. So um, it really comes down to, yeah, have you, have you said everything you need to say to answer those questions? And so I talk a lot about like the, you know, the must have sections versus the nice to have sections. Mm -hmm. If you want your sales page to convert um, or to, you know, have what it takes to convert 100% of your audiences, it will usually need to be longer than most people are comfortable with. Um, because there is a section of your audience that will read every word in order to feel safe, um, in order to feel like they have all of the information that they need to make an informed decision. Okay. So like for people that are writing like sales pages on their own or, um, like where, where should they really begin? Like, you know, what's going to be like that sort of inspirational leap off point. Yeah. I always recommend that people start with the offer. Um, but bearing in mind that your offer is probably going to end up being at least a third of the way down the page. So that's usually my entry point. Cause look, that's the, that's a known quantity, right? You know, you know what the offer is. Um, so start with like name, the value proposition, right? Your core promise, um, and what they'll get. And usually through the process of articulating that, um, I will start to come up with, or I'll already have, thanks to my research, right? I'll know which, um, you know, I know about the reality that I'm helping people that I want to that I want to reflect back to them. And I know about their motivations for change that I need to connect with in that second section. So um, I start with the offer because that's the easiest way to get in. Um, then I will move back up to the top and then towards the bottom of the page where you're getting more detail oriented. Um, that's usually my third step. So things like the frequently asked questions and the perfect for you if. Right. Okay. I'm seeing it visually laying out. Okay. I got it. Yeah. Um, and can we go back to the, the whole statement of like cutting your email launch sequence in half? So by taking on this RCA approach to your sales page, um, reflect, connect, activate, how are we going to see that, like that email launch sequence go down? Like what's going to be like, I guess the, um, the kicker to get people to convert into sales and, and buy that offer from you? So, um, okay. One, like one key thing is that if you, if you want this to really work for you in terms of your launch, your promotion emails, ideally you're going to have your sales page written well ahead of beginning your launch email campaign, right? Because you want to have the whole sales page done mm -hmm. on your sales page. 
you often are going to have things like three myths that you might believe about, you know, why this is happening for you, like those false beliefs or those um, problems that other solutions aren't addressing. Right. That is going to be reflected or should be reflected in your pre-launch content, right? So anything before you've opened the doors. Um, when you come to the section that I said I start with, where you're introducing your offer, that copy can easily be repurposed into your launch email where you're introducing your offer to the world. Everything that comes below the section where you're introducing your offer, um, essentially everything that I refer to as a section of your sales page can be repurposed into its own email. What is really critical okay. in this process Mm -hmm. is that you are adapting that content to meet your reader where they are, right? So you're not 100% just copy pasting it and hitting send. Mm -hmm. You will need to adapt. Um, you'll need to add a hook that's platform specific. So let's say you're you're repurposing just for the sake of, of this conversation. Let's say it's your FAQ section because right. most people know, you know, my frequently asked questions. Most people are used to seeing that in a launch campaign. Mm -hmm. So you're taking the frequently asked questions section from your sales page. You're turning that into an email. You want to add a hook, right? Or an introductory paragraph or two that is relevant and appropriate to your relationship with your email subscribers. Um, and then obviously you want to adapt, you want to add a call to action to that email based mm -hmm. on what you want your subscriber to do next. You could also, you know, take those questions and answer those on an Instagram live or, um, you know, TikTok, go on uh, stories, or, you know, yeah. do a, an Instagram sticker or something and, and answer right. those questions there. So mm -hmm. when I speak about your sales page being your mess messaging North star, what I mean is that on your sales page, you have already thought through all of the questions and, you know, objections that might come up for your audience. And then throughout your entire launch period, mm -hmm. when you're like, crap, what am I supposed to talk about today? Or I feel like I've already said everything there is to say about this offer. You can go back to your sales page and use that as the basis for that day's email or that day's, you know, social media content. Okay. Um, yeah. And really save yourself that mental, that mental labor. Yeah. Okay. So it's totally clicking now for me. And <laughs> like listeners might have been like, Brenda, I want to finish what Katie was saying. But I'm just like, this is just a this is just as important for me as it is for everyone that's listening to the podcast. Um, because I'm getting great tips from Katie. And by the way, everyone should know too that Katie's been my copywriter in the past. She's helped me review like my sales pages and like done an audit of my sales pages. And 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 I would echo what Katie just said is that once you get that sales page format nailed, you can, because people then say to me, well, then what do I do? What do I put on my social media page? Your sales page should direct you. Like it could give you at least 30 posts just from, you know, like you said, well, you could take your, you could have like six FAQ questions on your sales page. You could do a post just on the six, like six reasons why you want to work with me. Answer the FAQ questions. Um, six reasons why you don't want to work with me, right? Like if you don't align with those FAQ questions, the, like I'm not the coach for you or I'm not the service provider for you. Uh, take, you know, each six question, there's like six TikTok videos or six Instagram reel videos. So there's exactly. lots of ways yeah. that you can slice and dice that content, which is amazing. Um yeah. And I think you're right. Like some of the hooks that are already built into the sales page may work on different social media platforms, but know the platform, 
know what audience you're trying to attract, know that TikTok is great for reach. Instagram stories is great for nurturing. So, you know, the FAQ content might be really great on Instagram stories. This other content over here might be really great for reach as far as like some provocative, like your, your connect content that you've got in there. Yeah. And I would say, you know, um, that top, so the reflect and connect section of your sales page, that's where I suggest you pull from in your pre-launch period. And that's right. probably the content that will get you the biggest like bang for your buck in terms of reaching new people, for yeah. example, on TikTok or with Reels, in terms of um, that's the content that's going to be speaking to people who don't already know you and your offer. Whereas right. content on your sales page that comes below where you've introduced yourself and where you've introduced your offer, that's going to be content that's more relevant for your warmer audience who already is familiar with you and, and is already contemplating um, whether or not they want to sign up. Yeah. As far as like the nurturing piece. So that would be like the activate content activate, yeah, in, exactly. the lower, in the lower piece. Okay. Um, okay. I've got another question for you here. Let's see what goes. Okay. Well, we've answered those two questions there right off the bat. What about people like working with you? Cause I just mentioned that I've worked with you. So like, what would that look like if someone wanted to um, bring you on as that uh, copywriter or that funnel strategist? Yeah, absolutely. So I do still offer uh, my conversion critique, which is my the process where you can submit your sales page to me for review. And I film uh, a loom, a loom walkthrough of me, um, you know, giving pointers on how you can improve your sales page. And I also rewrite three key sections. Um, so if you have an existing sales page, and it's just maybe not performing as well as you'd like it to, that's a great option. You can check that out on my website. Um, I also offer done for you sales page copywriting for people who want to hand off that task completely. And, um, I love, I absolutely love writing sales pages. Um, and finally you can check out my sales page power hour workshop for, if you want just a taste of my process, if you want, um, to get your hands on the RCA framework, um, the sales page power hour workshop includes a Google doc. Um, outline of that framework. So you can just make a copy and then, you know, plug your, your details in. I would say it's, it's not exactly plug and play because I really emphasize, um, you know, writing copy based on your audience's words and your unique point of view, but it does guide you through the, all of the sections of your sales page. And then the um, there's a content repurposing cheat sheet within that workshop that also shows you, you know, which sections of your sales page you can repurpose into which types of, of launch content. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So again, real like sort of um, cut and well, not like maybe like you said, exact cut and paste, but plug and play right? like yeah. to some extent. Right. Yeah. And then what about like chat GPT? Cause I'm hearing about like, Oh, we can like de design uh, sales pages and chat GPT. And so would like your, you're formatting some of your templates and tools. Would that also help in that process? Or are you um, like an advocate or not an advocate for a chat GPT? I mean, I don't know that any, I don't really know any writers who like are huge Would advocates say. for chat GPT only because yeah. um, like, I use ChatGPT in my business, but I don't use it for writing tasks because what I can produce as a first draft is better than what yes. I can get after an hour of editing ChatGPT content. Um, right. But I do think that if you don't feel like you're a strong writer, that, you know, let's say you had a professionally written sales page, you could very easily, 
you know, take a section of that sales page and ask ChatGPT, okay, I want you to turn this into one email and five social posts. And that's the kind of thing that ChatGPT is quite good at. So it's not creating the original content, which in my opinion is, it's not very good at, um, right. but it is good at, you know, rapidly producing iterations. And so you could, you could use ChatGPT to help you accelerate that repurposing process. I love it. Okay. And then talk to us about the freebie. Yeah. So the, my, um, the sales page power hour is, um, the freebie that I have on offer. Oh, great. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, um, as I was looking through this, I was thinking it's currently priced at 197, but I don't feel like, I feel like it's so inexpensive that people don't realize that there's a sales page template inside because you normally see those priced much higher. So mm -hmm. definitely, um, use this opportunity to get a hundred dollars off um, using my coupon code, it's SPNorth100, um, before I, uh, get much smarter and <laughs> raise the price on that. <laughs> yeah. So everyone use this now. So it's 197, but you're giving us a coupon code, um, as a, as a gift, as part as uh, a part of the virtual summit. And we'll make sure that we have the links and the coupon code, um, configuration, uh, in the show notes with this podcast. So people can pick that up there. Yeah, and absolutely. you said, and if I can just say one more thing, Brenda, I do have, I also have a, um, sales page, like a true sales page freebie that's in my Instagram bio. It's called the what hurts framework. Um, and it really, it's, it parallels the, the RCA framework. It's an earlier version of that. Mm -hmm. But what I, what I have heard from a lot of business owners is really helpful in there is the questions that it prompts you to answer before you sit down to write your sales page. So if you're brand new to business and you really don't even know where to start, that's a great option because it will help you understand, you know, what do you need to know about your audience and what do you need to have clear about your offer before you even begin the process? Okay, cool. Well, I'm going to go check that out because I'm like, even though I like been writing sales pages and writing sales content and stuff like that and posting things on social media for a long time now, it's just like any time where I can get like another perspective. I love the reflective questions. So I'm definitely going to check that out. Yeah. Well, this has been um, great, Katie, having you on today. Is there any like sort of like parting wisdom that you would give to everybody as we say goodbye? I would say, you know, you have to remember that your sales page doesn't exist in a vacuum. People aren't necessarily going to visit your sales page once and then buy. So don't underestimate the importance of your email marketing or your, you know, other places you're showing up in addition to your sales page. Um, I've definitely seen entrepreneurs like, you know, invest in a sales page and then they, they launch, they announce that the doors are open, but they don't have a solid plan for how they're going to keep the promotion going um, right. after that. And so, you know, you talked about, I know your, your brand being aligned AF, like you really want to make sure that you have that alignment um, between what, if you're doing a content event and your sales page and your post, you know, event messaging, um, you want to make sure that those are all aligned and having a really solid sales page helps you do that. Um, but don't, you know, don't think that just the sales page alone is going to guarantee you a successful launch. You'd need to have that follow-up piece in place as well. I love it. Thanks so much, Katie, for being on today. And, um, where can people find you on Instagram just so that they can also ask you questions there? Yeah. I'm at Katie Peacock copy on Instagram. Okay, perfect. 
All right. Well, take care. Thanks everyone for listening in and tuning in. Check out the other speakers for the virtual summit this week. We're all about midlife gals, businesses, and helping you get started, getting you aligned AF in your life and business. Thanks again, Katie. Take care. Thank you. Bye.